God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you on this seventh Sunday of the Epiphany through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Despite the fact that we're Christian, uh, some people don't actually know much about the Bible. Whether or not you believe what the Bible says and it can be believed at uh, face value, one can't understate its significance to the Christian church. It's more than just the words of men. It's the Word of God. And while it has some rich stories in it, the best thing about the Bible is it's truly the book of life. Yeah? When the words in it are heard, understood, and believed, eternal life is given to the hearer. No book in this world is more important and nothing else in this life is more important than receiving the gift of faith and eternal life from Jesus. After all, what's the alternative? Life without knowing God? Here, being separated from Him and heaven for eternity? In anguish? Are any of us, are any of us that short-sighted that we don't believe knowing Jesus Christ and having faith in Him is the most important thing ever? We all should have some basic awareness of what the Bible says and why it means so much to us. So, in this little quiz we're about to take, I'm asking questions about some of the obvious choices like Jesus and Paul. However, I also have a few questions about things you might not recall. The great thing about this quiz is that it's fun, educational, and it'll, it'll help you be aware of things in the Bible you may have forgotten. For example, finish this verse. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who A, persecute you, or B, mock you. A, right? Which of these does not have a second book in the Bible? A, Chronicles, B, Acts. All right, Acts. What queen of Israel is noted for standing up for her people in times of trouble? Esther, Ruth, or Deborah? Esther? Okay. This man is credited with writing most of the letters to churches in the New Testament. Who is he? Peter, Paul, or John? Paul. Very good. All right. For us Christians, who is considered the first man? Neil Armstrong, Jesus, or Adam? Okay, very good. Adam. Adam's the first man because he was the first human to be created, right? Formed out of the earth, remember. Even though you and I weren't, weren't formed out of the ground, we do acknowledge that it is from our first parent that we came from the dust of the earth and to dust we will return. And we're going to confess that in a couple of weeks, very soon on Ash Wednesday. Who dies in this world? Bad people, unbelievers, or all people? Okay. Yeah, you heard that in the reading today. All people die. The thing is, God didn't create Adam or Eve to die. They and us were intended to live indefinitely. But into the world through that first man came 
disobedience, lack of trust and belief in his father, the creator, and the consequence was death. His two first children inherited death as a consequence of sin, and so has every human being born in the world since then. It's a lot of people, isn't it? But a lot of people live, too, and are already living forever. And when I say live, I mean these people have life in the kingdom of God, here on this earth and one day in heaven and the new earth. Life, meaning a blessed future with no more pain, no more tears and sadness and hatred and violence, but everlasting joy, peace, and love for God and one another. How does one get this blessed life? How do you get made alive again after death? Trying to be a good person in Christ or believing in yourself? Be in Christ. All right. But there's an order to being made alive again. Jesus was raised from the dead as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to him, that's you and me and all believers, will be raised when he comes back for his final royal visit. And let me tell you, when that happens, there's going to be more going on than just you and I going up to heaven from the grave or the urn, as some of us will have it. Enemies are going to be defeated. Who are the enemies? The devil, death, sin, or D, all of the above? Yeah, now, now if, if you remember your, your multiple choice test-taking skills, if one of the answers is D, all of the above, that's usually the answer. In this case, it is all of the, all of the above, yes. The enemies that are going to be defeated are the devil, death, and sin. Contrary to public notion that death can be friendly, suicide, a solution to pain and suffering, and abortion as health care, God has something different to say about death. It's our enemy. God created people for life, not death. Death is opposed to our very being, which might lead you to ask your own quiz question. If God created man and woman to live, then why did he curse the world with death after the first two people he made wouldn't believe him? Well, I'll let you decide. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, all kind of all three, but, uh, well, we can talk more about this later during Bible study. We know Jesus is the man by whom God fulfills his purpose for us. This is why he is the most important person in our lives. <clears throat> Luther says he is our all in all. Every need and want of body and soul are satisfied in God through his son's death and resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus Christ has its day on the church calendar. And what day is that? Purim, Good Friday, the Ascension, or D, none of the above. None of the above, Karen. You're absolutely right. That's kind of a 
If you have one of these on a test too, it's usually none of the above. Yeah. The resurrection has a day in the church calendar, and that is Easter. For Paul, though, in this letter to the Corinthians, to the Corinthian Christians, as well as the other churches he wrote to, the resurrection stands as the very center of faith in Jesus Christ. Perhaps that's why many church members only attend worship on Easter. Because the resurrection of Jesus and of us on the last day is the foundation we stand on, and that's really all that matters. All this other stuff I stand up and talk about the rest of the year, eh, you take it or leave it. But the resurrection is what matters. As in our own homes, we walk over the foundation every day without thinking about it. We fuss over the paint color in the living room and wonder if we should refinish the floor in the kitchen or the bathroom, but pay little attention to the foundation. That is, of course, until it cracks and pieces of it start to break away and affect the rest of the house. Nevertheless, as the church together, we stand on the resurrection of Christ. Literally, we stand during our worship especially during the reading of the gospel, as a witness to the fact that we will rise after death. It was true for the Corinthians, and it's true for you and me today, and our children, and their children, and so on, to the day Jesus returns. Because of the resurrection, we try to be good people, give more money to the church, or live as if the resurrection matters? A, B, or C? C. The resurrection of Jesus and our resurrection means the f- this flesh and blood life is real. This one and the life everlasting one on the new earth. Remember the creed. We believe in the resurrection of the soul, body, or the gravestone. You know, almost every multiple choice test has got a ridiculous answer in it, so you can just scratch that one off. Right, the body. Resurrection means the things we do in the body are real. We still sin with the bodies Jesus has washed in baptism and which Jesus will raise on the last day. That's significant because we live in this sort of in-between time. Jesus has risen. He is the first fruit who promises a harvest yet to come. But the thing is, the harvest isn't quite fully here yet. He reigns supreme, though, defeating his enemies until the last one is defeated, and that is death under his feet, footstool, or throne. Hmm? All three answers look like they could be the answer. He's defeated death and trampled it under his feet or foot. We are not at that day yet. We are not at that last day yet. Yet the kingdom of God is here. And all that's been won by Jesus, the victory over death, the devil and sin, is a guarantee. We are in this in-between time of Jesus' resurrection and return. People of the Old Covenant, you know, people who lived and died before 
Jesus was born and, and, and died, they knew a different time. A time when you put your trust in God and His promise that He would one day send a Redeemer. But you and I today have a new agreement. The Redeemer's been sent and has done His work of love for you to save you from the consequences of your sin. He saved you from condemnation and death. So, what's our score? Yay, 100%. Congratulations. You have saving knowledge of God given to you through His Word from the prophets, the apostles, and the evangelists, such as Paul to the Corinthians in Corinth, which created faith in them and in you by the Holy Spirit, which leads to life, everlasting life, which begins here and ends here and begins again on the new earth and never ends after that. And that's all because God created you to be His precious child worth dying to save. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.